0: welcome to the primal potential podcast i am your host elizabeth benton thompson if you want to create change in any area of your life you're in the right place Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started everybody welcome back to the primal potential podcast i am elizabeth benton flying solo today chris is actually in the other room watching a football game and it's just been a day and so i decided instead of dragging him in here to do this i'm gonna do it solo but he'll join me for the next one lots of great questions um And such a crazy time. So I mean, before we get into the questions, I just want to say thanks for listening, because I know that there are so many things that you could be doing and giving your attention to. And kudos to you for putting in the time and the effort in things that could make your life a little better or a little easier or anything like that. Just thanks for being here with me. We are going to give away GBX protein today. So I've shared, I think last week when the holiday, I think there was a holiday question on last week's Q&A, and I said that one of the things that I am doing is sticking to my green protein smoothie. Um, Interestingly, little side note, I had a doctor's appointment today, and my thyroid is jacked up again. So when I was pregnant with Roman, my thyroid was messed up. Um, A few years before that, it was messed up too, but it resolved itself through some lifestyle changes. And then when I delivered Roman, my thyroid went back to normal, or at least I thought so. Had it checked again today, and it's like super messed up, but in total other direction. So I'm making some changes to my lifestyle to normalize that again. I'm I'm hoping that this is just a function of postpartum, hormonal fluctuations, uh, all of those kinds of things. So I'm going to be making some changes to my diet, and one of the things that supports that is having my GBX protein shake. I do like a green protein smoothie once a day. I used to do it always in the morning. Now, as the weather gets colder, it might end up being lunch if I want to start the day with something warm, but um, yeah, the thing that I love about it, there's a lot of things. Number one, it tastes great because if it doesn't, I'm not into it. It blends really well. It's not chunky or clumpy. There's no like weird aftertaste, which I can't stand in a lot of proteins. What I do, if I'm doing the vanilla, I'll do unsweetened, usually almond milk, sometimes cashew milk, just unsweetened, whatever kind of nut milk. I'll do a little bit of frozen cauliflower rice. When I'm doing the vanilla, I'll do the vanilla GBX protein with spinach and frozen mango and I'll put my probiotics in there as well. If I'm doing the chocolate, it's a little simpler. It's the unsweetened nut milk, frozen cauliflower rice, chocolate protein, and then a little bit of nut butter. So that's what I love. The GBX protein, it's totally clean. So it's plant-based, no artificial colors, no artificial sweeteners, low sugar, just really great. And I'm going to give it away today. And you're going to be able to choose if you're the winner, if you want vanilla or chocolate it's so easy. You know, just tonight we had family dinner. It's easy to be like, oh, I could have this special indulgence here. And then we have a vacation and oh, it's vacation. And then it's Thanksgiving and Chris's birthday and Roman's baptism. And I just want to bring as much consistency as I can, especially when it comes to nutrition. So just making sure that that's a staple every single day. And I'll put the link in the show description if you want to check it out. Okay, Before we get to questions, there have been a lot of you reaching out about the Changemakers Action and Accountability Mastermind. I am doing my first ever mastermind, but it's going to be different. And it's going to be different because it is solely focused on action and accountability. It starts the first week of January. Uh, Registration is going to open to the waitlist this coming week. I'll put the link to the waitlist. In the show description, massive, massive, massive discount to the waitlist for two days next week. Then it'll open up to everybody else without the discount. So if you wanna work with me in a mastermind style environment for three months starting in January, get on the waitlist. All right, questions? Uh, it says here, I started at the beginning with your podcasts. And I've been wondering if there are things you recommended then, products, recipes, that you don't recommend now. We grow and learn. And I love the science and blunt approach in your early podcasts. Well, I would say the blunt approach is still here now and the science too. Um, Are there any recipes that I don't recommend now? No, I've never really been one to share recipes because I'm not really one to follow recipes. I keep things simple. One of my favorite meals right now is... Spaghetti squash topped with a mix of ground pork and ground beef with like a tomato sauce. So good. So you don't really need a recipe for those kinds of things where I do chili and I don't make a recipe. That reminds me. I'm going to make chili this week. So there's no recipes that I would have suggested that I don't now. I still do my cabbage salad bowl. Are there products that I recommended then that I don't now? There's products that I don't use now that I used then and things that I don't do now that I did then just, you know, seasons and cycles of life, but I can't think of anything that I recommended then that I wouldn't recommend now. So one of the things years ago, remember this podcast is like seven and a half years old. I used to be a big fan of bulletproof coffee and I still am, but I just don't really drink it now. And the reason for that is primarily with breastfeeding, I just want more, more food. Um, and more nutrient diversity in a meal than bulletproof coffee. So I don't think that there's anything, granted, this is relying on recall. I have not gone through thousands of hours of the first several years of the podcast, but I can't really think of anything that I recommended then that I don't recommend now. Hmm. But if you can think of something that you think that I would change my stance on, let me know. I'd like to hear about it. Okay, next question says, I'd love more talk about... Why the heck I don't do the things I actually want to do, yet I manage to do the things I have to? I hear you. Uh, then it says, I remember, Elizabeth, how you had a revelation about how well you managed to do what you needed to do to excel at work, so you knew you were able to do that with other things too. I feel like I'm afraid to invest time into anything other than the most basic things. That's Interesting. I'm going to read that again because as I read it, I was like, well, let me tell you what jumped out at me. I feel like I'm afraid to invest time into anything other than the most basic things. I'll tell you, my thought is I'm afraid not to invest time in things beyond the basic things because we have one short life here. I'm afraid to just go through and be completely mundane. So it's perspective, right? Right. You can convince yourself that it's scary to do things other than the most basic things, but you can also convince yourself that it's scary not to do exciting, different, new, challenging things. That's what we are here for, you know? And then the the comment continues, I know I can't be the only one who's basically a potato unless they're working. And I remember when this question came in and I was like, so start small. What's one thing that you can do today other than be a potato? using this person's words. This notion of um, why don't I do the things I want to do but I manage to do the things I have to do because your sense of consequences is skewed towards the things you have to do. So if you don't show up to work, you're going to lose your job and then you're not going to be able to pay your mortgage so you go to work. But when it comes to working out or saving money or investing You don't have the same sense of consequences. And this was a big shift that I had to make for me because when I was 350 plus pounds, I would be like, I'll start tomorrow, who cares? Because weight loss could always wait. Now, as I get older, I have a much greater sense of immediacy. Like I have to take care of myself now because if I don't, what's waiting for me tomorrow as a result of, Days and days and years and years and decades of not taking care of myself. It's perspective. It's how you choose to see it. We talk about this all the time, but you are always convincing yourself. You can convince yourself to sit on the couch and be a potato. Absolutely. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I don't feel like it. But you also are capable of convincing yourself of getting up off the couch and not wasting your life in front of the TV. Are you in the practice of doing that? Start in the smallest, the smallest, smallest ways. When I start anything, I always start super small. So before you sit down to be a potato for the rest of the evening, and I'm not like being derogatory, she used the word potato. um, Before you do that, you're going to do one thing for yourself, one thing to make your life better, one thing to make your home better, just one thing. It could take two minutes, it doesn't matter, but get in that habit of challenging yourself in the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest way. I have so much more to say about this. That's what my whole third book is about. That's what the whole mastermind is that I was talking about at the beginning of the show. So maybe you need to get on the wait list for that. The link is in the show description. Okay. This question says, I would love to hear more about your approach to network marketing. This might be an anticlimactic answer. Because I, I, there, there's not much to say about it. What I will say is it's no different than anything else I love and I'm passionate about. If I love and am passionate about something, whether it is a headband, a skincare product, a book, a podcast, a person, a supplement, I'm going to talk about it. That's all. And if I, we have, I've used this example before because it's so true, we had this caterer for our Dagny Foundation um, after party and where we had just our family over after the first, the first 5K because we hadn't seen our, a lot of our family in a long time. Um, and we had this pizza caterer that was amazing. I tell everybody about it. I've told you guys about it a million times. Wolf Pizza, I love them. They're coming back for Roman's baptism. That's how I feel about network marketing. If I like something, love something, think something is valuable, I talk about it. And when it comes to me for something like, you know, the supplements that I take, I really don't give a hoot if you purchase them or not any more than I care if you hire Wolf Pizza or you don't. I don't care if you might not like pizza, right? (laughs) You might not be looking for a caterer. No big deal. And that's how I feel about network marketing or anything else when I talk about the mastermind. I don't want to talk you into it. And there's so many people in business who think that they're doing their job well when they can talk you into something. I don't want to work with people that I've like twisted their arms. I want to work with people who are drawn to me and I'm drawn to them, not like I badgered them to get here. And that's what I think of network marketing. Listen, I I love Relief Plus. It's done amazing things for my knee pain, and I know that it's doing amazing things for overall inflammation, and it's probably why my thyroid isn't even worse than it is right now. But if you're not into it, I don't care. I don't, it doesn't mean that I don't care about you. I do care about you. I just know that not everybody is into everything that I'm into. I love the book Atlas Shrugged. Some people hate to read, and they couldn't imagine picking up an 800, 1200-page book and enjoying it. So for me, it's, it's a passion. My approach is I share genuinely with you guys, with my family, with my friends, with freaking strangers, things that I love. And that falls into the category of things like the supplements I take or my additional streams of income. I want everybody listening to be financially secure. I really, really do want that. I know not everybody is going to feel drawn to the ways that I value financial security. And and so, you know, that's probably not what this person was looking to hear in terms of my approach to network marketing, but that's just the honest answer. Okay. What got you interested in CrossFit? How does heavy lifting differ from general strength training? Why is it better to incorporate more strength training into my fitness routine than just cardio? Okay. So the second part of the question is, well, first part is how how to got you, what got you interested into CrossFit. But then where I want to start is how does heavy lifting differ from general strength training? I I know it doesn't even matter to probably 90% of the people listening, but CrossFit is not heavy lifting. All right. CrossFit is not heavy lifting. My mom started CrossFit in her mid-60s and she does not lift heavy. And, that's, and, and I say that not just because it's my mom. CrossFit is not heavy weightlifting. CrossFit is constantly varied, functional movement performed at high intensities. As to the question, we'll get to how I got interested in CrossFit, but why is it better to incorporate more strength training instead of just cardio? Because you naturally lose muscle mass once you hit the age 35 on average. And so if you are not intentionally doing something to preserve your muscle mass, which is done through strength training and not cardio, then you will get weaker and flabbier and your metabolism will go down. Your metabolic rate will decrease because muscle requires more energy to maintain than fat or anything else. So if you do not strength train as you get older and not like 50s, 60s, I'm talking 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s onward, if you do not do that, your body composition is going to change for the worse. You will become more frail. You will lose functional abilities because you need that strength to just continue operating throughout life. Your metabolic rate will go down. I did an entire podcast on this. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but it was something like everybody over 30 needs to listen to this or something like that. Um, But yeah. As for what got me interested in CrossFit, um, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure, to be perfectly honest. I like pushing myself. I have always understood the benefits of strength. And yeah, I just think it was one thing in a long list of things I tried that really that really clicked for me because I like the challenge that it poses. All right, the next question says, can you provide any guidance on planning to make 2022 my best year yet? I struggle with the word planning because I do believe that we generally have to have an idea of where we want to go. But I also think that a lot of people get lost in the planning and then they fail to execute and then they lose confidence in themselves. I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but I've certainly lived that out plenty of times. So in terms of making 2022 your best year yet, I would start by making the end of 2021 as great as you can be. I don't want anybody starting with 2022, right? We have a month and a half of 2021 to nail. The second thing is, know what you want, and be very, very specific. So I want to finish my third book. I want to have another baby. I want to have a certain amount of money invested. I want to have another income property. I want to hit certain fitness milestones, although those are sort of variable depending on, if and when we get pregnant again, but you've got to be really, really clear. It's not enough to say, I want to have more fun or I want to lose weight or I want to start a business. You have to be very specific. Otherwise, it's going to be hard to determine the action steps day to day. So think about different areas of your life. Where do you want your marriage to be at the end of 2022? Where do you want your finances to be at the end of 2022? And then back it up. Like if I needed to be on track by the end of the first quarter, where would I be? What would have changed? And then break that down. Okay, so then what does that mean for January? What are the things I need to do? And you've got to put it on the calendar. No more making a list of goals in a journal and then you never see the light of day. No, it's got to be on your calendar, My writing time is on my calendar. If I can't get it done at nine when I think Roman's going to be napping, then I drag that little calendar block to another time so that I'm not just willy-nilly, I hope I find time to write. I hope I find time to work out. My workouts are on the calendar. My writing time is on the calendar. I have time on the calendar on the last day of every month to update my net worth spreadsheet. Those kinds of things have to be clearly defined. You can take it day by day. You can take it week by week. Definitely don't take it overall for the year because, again, it's just going to make it very hard for you to identify the action step of January 4th when you have a goal that you have a full year to accomplish, you know? So you've really, really got to break it down. Um, Very... Just very directly, I think the Changemakers Action and Accountability Mastermind would be an incredible way to get started because the entire focus for three months is creating accountability to yourself and to other people for taking more consistent action than you ever have before. So that waitlist link is in the show description. All right. And the last question, and then we're going to give away our GBX protein. How do you recommend navigating the holidays with new grief? So I will say I am not an expert in grief. I certainly am still living through my own grief after my daughter's death. But everybody's different. So you could ask 100 people this question and you'd probably get at least 90 different answers. All I can do is share some of what worked for me last Christmas. And, you know, these are a lot of the same things I'm still going to do. Um, like we've decided Dagny will have a Christmas stocking on our mantle every year. Um, I don't know yet what we'll put in it, but um, absolutely she will have a Christmas stocking and that's part of how how I navigate that. One of the things that helps me the most, and I write about this a lot in Tools for the Trenches, is not... Trying to like put it aside or get over it or minimize it. I always say to myself, and I have to remind my husband of this because you know he and I operate very differently. My grief can be as big and as present as it needs to be, and some days I might feel really okay, and other days I'm not okay, and that's okay. That's okay. So It's allowing for grief and sadness and heartbreak to be present along with hope and appreciation and happiness. That can be a tricky one, but if you figure that out, then you realize that lack of motivation can show up at the same time as determination, as commitment, as drive, as all of these other things. We have the capacity to hold both. So it's not... I can't be happy because I'm grieving, what would it look like to allow for both grief and happiness? I feel really, really sad. That's okay. What would it look like to allow for this sadness and also to find appreciation in things that are still here? You know? I don't really know what else to say about that because it is so so unique and different I'm just really patient with myself when it comes to grief some days it's just overwhelming and other days I feel a lot more steady and it's all okay and some days I just feel tremendously sad and I welcome that sadness because it's part of the process you know I just feel like I could ramble about that for a million years and that really wouldn't be helpful for anybody. But those, Those are my thoughts. Make sure that if you're curious about the mastermind or if you want to check out the GBX protein or anything else that you swipe up on the show art to see the notes. And if you have any questions, of course, just let me know if you have something you want to hear me talk about in an upcoming Saturday show episode. Be sure to let me know. The winner of GBX Protein, you pick if you want vanilla or chocolate, or actually if you want salted caramel, I have one of those left as well, is at Janie Ames. At Janie Ames, you are the winner. Email me, Elizabeth, at primalpotential.com. Tell me that you are the winner for 932. Include your full mailing address and your flavor choice, and I will ship it out to you as long as you email me within 60 days of today's episode airing. All right, Chris will be with me next time. If you've got questions, topics, anything you want to hear about, let me know. Make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.